You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsville way. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Verhelst. And I am Joe Horstmeyer. Okay, good. I was worrying if you were going to jump in. You're so excited all of a sudden. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, um, Joe is super excited because he's going to be asking the question. It's not even a good today. one. I just realized, like, oh, I can do this, too. It doesn't <laughs> I, only have to be Jeff. See, I've been waiting for Joe to, you know, step up, take ownership of this. This whole thing, as my questions have gotten worse and worse over the over Well, this the isn't even a very good one. Oh, okay. All right. It's not. It's just, I was thinking about this last night. Okay. And it just sparked in me right now again. All right. So what's the question? Biggest pet peeve. Biggest pet peeve. Um, I'll tell you mine right okay, away. Because sure. here's what I did yesterday. In your house, perhaps, in everyone's house, I don't know. But in my house, I have what I feel to be... The main light switch. And then there are tertiary light switches around the house that control the same light. Right? You following? Oh, man. I hate those. Why do right? we... So we have the main light switch that's in like a main corridor and everyone's using it. And then all of a sudden, someone will use the wrong one. Then the... So that I have to go around and re-switch all these G-dang light switches. <laughs> I, I do hate when they're not down. I think... I think universally it should always be where I'm like, there. I'm always flipping up, you know, like, and if you flip up and it's already up and it doesn't turn on, you're like, right. The whole world. What's crashes. going on here? Yeah. So like this morning, even we have mm -hmm. one, we have two for our bathroom, one that's in our room, like mm -hmm. mine and my wife's room. And then it, there's one in the bathroom. Well, every once in a while, I never use the one in our room, but my wife will, use, will it. use it. And I go to turn the light off this time. I'm like, it's already down. I have to go all the way back in our room. Now, these are absolutely first world problems. I totally get it. But my goodness. I, I mean, I'm with you <laughs> in the idea of it being a nuisance. I don't know. It's a pet, pet peeve. Pet peeve. Yeah. When you first said, what what's you your biggest pet peeve? pet peeve? When you said your biggest pet peeve, I was thinking like people who are rude to other people for no reason. Like I'm thinking, big, I was thinking much that's not a grander. That, they're just mean people. People who are like mean to servers, like deserve, no, to, that's get, a pet peeve. deserve to get bad things happen to them. Like <laughs> I hate to say it. but Jeff, like, I'm going to pump the brakes on you here. No. We don't want no. you to if elaborate. If you're rude we to somebody serving you food. We get and it. Like, and yeah. Okay. And, he, and folks, just so you know, Jeff comes from a background of... of service i yeah i think every, customer service we were having the conversation every i think like just like some countries have mandatory military you know um Where you time in Where i think everybody should have to be a server or a busser or <laughs> Work somewhere where you're serving food to people for, for actually a, a couple really of years so that you can not only understand how valuable it is and how stressful and all that stuff. I think that that's that's something we do. That's okay. good. So guest. What, what's Randy's our guest here. What's what's your uh, my biggest pet peeve is uh, running late. Uh, personally, can't stand it. Um, half an hour early for everything really? in my life. I, my mantra is live your life 30 minutes at a time. You know, focus on those 30 minutes and then, you know, move on. 
uh, being late, secondary to that, close second, flies. <laughs> Can't stand them. Uh, I, I will literally drop everything I do until I score a kill. You know? And uh, oh, yeah, Jesus. all flies are gone. I, do you have you ever seen these salt guns? Yes. Do they, they work? Do you do have them? Work? I have one at home. Works we gave well them for, as a uh, gag gift well. for Christmas one year. Okay. And it works. Everyone it work. It feels like it, it wouldn't be a, a workable thing. It doesn't feel like it. Would work. If you oh. hit a fly, it works. I mean, you just got to be a good terrible. shot. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a shotgun because these, yeah. these little pellets of salt are going out. Okay. You know, but okay. Well, yeah. like any hunting experience, you have to know the behavior of your uh, target, you know. Corey. And, and study and, you know, <laughs> you know, be patient. You know. I'm just out there willy-nilly pulling triggers. Just <laughs> Nothing's dying. Everything tastes salt. Everything's, you know, just all over the carpet. Yeah, there's you just salt that. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. hmm. I dump it out. We literally just put up one of those... Um, uh, tapes those uh fly tapes oh, you know, yeah they're attractive aren't they yeah. well they're they they do not look too good but i'll tell you they did the job it is just caked with flies because it's fly season right now mm -hmm. so it's uh mm -hmm. it's a good call and we i when my cats were when my cats my wives were my wife's cats were younger i want to clarify that okay. my wife's cats were younger. they would chase the flies and it was great because they would get them all and then the other one they would, would eat, eat them. it and then yeah. it was always like i got them don't have to worry about and it. now <laughs> The cat just stare at it like I'm not getting you. Well, the cat. So, what was the accumulative property damage report on uh, your cats chasing flies? No, not house? too bad. No, they were good. They were wait till like would hit the wall or like going past them, and we never had any I bet, real. I bet damage. you those flies they would land on light switches on purpose, just so that. The, the I cat think that would have to flip it. I think that'd be for you. Oh. Double pet peeve. Oh. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, this was good. So, folks, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you have a pet peeve that you would like to share with us, or if you want to tell us that we're ridiculous. Are we, are we your pet peeve? Yeah. <laughs> I hate Joe's email about the podcast. Yeah. If you could just stop telling us that a podcast is up. <laughs> Off the clock at Johnsonville.com, ladies and gentlemen. Please reach out. Let us know uh, what your pet peeve is or if we have valid pet peeves, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So mm -hmm. other than that, we will we will move along with the episode, yes. keeping in mind that all the light switches are Yeah, right but with spot. us, we have Randy Rasmovich, and uh, he's here to tell us a little bit about uh, all the crazy things that he does outside of, of work and throughout his life. Uh, we've dubbed this the... Uh, Forrest Gump podcast because episode yeah. uh, episode good work <laughs> I'm trying over here <laughs> because Randy seems to have uh, a plethora of experiences and I can't wait to to hear all about it but before we get to that point Randy why don't you tell us a little bit about your Johnsonville story oh I started Johnsonville part-time um, about almost five years ago now um I was driving to Waukesha every day and back for my previous job that became uh, very tasking, if you will. Um, just wanted to come somewhere where I just, you know, come in, do my thing, and go home. Uh, Johnsonville gave me that opportunity. Um, based on my supervisor position at the time, they almost didn't hire me because they thought I would be oh. unchallenged, bored, yeah. um, mm -hmm. that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, they gave me the chance, came in, and, uh, you know, I fell in love with the people, first of all, the 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 company standing behind uh, what they say they were going to do, uh, living up to their promises. And that was something that a lot of companies preach but don't necessarily implement or practice very well. So that uh, 
was very impressive to me uh, when the opportunity came along to kind of step back into a supervisory role. Um, took it, came on full time. Uh, love it. Love love my coworkers, my peers, the core team. I just think it's great how the communication um, works around here, and uh, and it's only 15 minutes from my house. So oh, perfect. It's yeah. much yeah. better, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And uh, you know the reputation when I when I when I tell people that I know across the country where I work, they're they're impressed. Nice. Um, you know, which we may take for granted, but to work for uh, Forbes just named us one of the top 15 Correct. companies to work yep. for in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. You know, yeah. that, that's a great great thing so mm-hmm. yeah and randy didn't mention he's working in the um packaging department here at riverside yep. and that's the only department that you work correct in. Second okay shift. Yeah. perfect yep. yeah. okay yep. and right now you're an assistant team leader that is also right? correct okay. yep. perfect and then you did mention some awesome perks to being a johnsonville member mm-hmm. just in the culture and things but is there anything else you'd like to add to why you like working at johnsonville your favorite part about working at johnsonville oh I, I, you know my my co-worker uh mike schultz fantastic uh, i told him the other day i loved him i never i don't think i ever told <laughs> anybody that before I love you, man uh, yeah kind of kind of in that vibe he's one but, of those uh, dudes though yeah. you, you could say that too he, yeah he really exactly is. man you know it's it's just it's just great to sit across from somebody you trust and mm-hmm. you know n- not only has your back but uh the, the team yeah. comes first and and just everything every thought process he has um you know it's for the betterment of the team great, so great. i, I think find that not I've heard that before, but again, going back to implementation of the the mantra is is key. Um, you know, the, the people have filtered in and out. Um, I love seeing um, some of the people come in here and kind of get a taste of maybe a first time kind of full time job, and you know, kind of getting on their feet or uh, just building a you know better life for their families, and, and how Johnsonville. Uh, kind of facilitates that for a lot of people whatever their direction is or whatever their reason is for being here johnsonville seems to have an answer for that you know for a lot of people so all right randy thank you so much for your on the clock story now of course let's switch to your off the clock so randy like we alluded to earlier like jeff did uh this is kind of the forrest gump episode Mm -hmm. uh and the reason for that is we Rick? ask we ask icebreakers of yeah. members before we even start, and uh, one of them is if they were going to make a movie about you, who would play you, and then what kind of movie would it be like? And you had mentioned it's going to be like a Forrest Gump type movie, right? Right. Sparked us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were well. The email was, that you originally yeah, sent it starts too, from the email. Yeah, huge. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of things. I think that we could done. talk about this or this or this. I'm like, these are all great. Like, yeah, we, absolutely. Join our like ten parter. Well, I, at <laughs> least a two parter probably. Yeah. But um, so we are just gonna let you go. Uh, okay. And and so how early back do you want to start? And you're you're thinking maybe the first ten years of your life. Yeah, we'll, we'll go there. That'll be brief, just because okay. it may be pertinent to things kind of you know later on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was born in uh, Pocono region of Northeast Pennsylvania, Scranton, where the, uh, the TV show The Office is from, one of my favorite shows. <laughs> uh, you know, grew up in a small coal mining town, uh, which is basically all that was there back in the uh, early days, I guess, if you will, you know. <laughs> so was coal mining still going on at the time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, we have li- lived in a valley and uh, with a, a Susquehanna River runs through it, but from mountaintop to mountaintop on the other side, there's coal mines that run under that river, just back and forth, Very uh, all the way up. And uh, so there was a lot of cool places to 
adventure to, you know, uh, as a young kid <laughs> that uh, maybe, you know, in the days before cell phones when, you know, it was the expectation to be home when the streetlights come on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, parents didn't know where you were, what you mm-hmm. were doing. You know. So help me out here yeah. with the geography. Mm-hmm. You said mountaintops. So yeah. Is that a part of the Appalachian? Yes. Mountain? Okay. Yeah. On, sure. on the mountain range there. And that's the northeast section kind of up by the tri-state area, New York, Jersey. Sure, um, sure. Okay. You know, that area. And, uh, you know, lots to do, lots to play with, uh, you know, riding bikes, jumping things on your bike, you know, jumping <laughs> people on your bike. You I've know, seen memes league, like this, yes. You know, and this was all during the, uh, you know, I don't know if you all have seen Dazed and Confused before, oh, sure. you know, mm. but that that is my childhood. Right all there, right, you know, all right, just all watching right. all that stuff happen, you know, sure. and, and just fantastic movie soundtrack, by the way. Um, but yeah, and I was perfectly content um, until somewhere around 1979, my stepfather gets a call. We're moving to Texas, you know, going to Houston, right? Hmm. You know, small town kid. And now we're, I'm going down into this. Uh, what I didn't realize would be a culture shock. I can uh, only imagine. It was, yeah, it was a, a, a quick lesson in how to behave in the real world. Let's put it that way. Got it. And, uh, yeah, went down there, uh, felt inadequate for a couple years, missed home, you know, then high school hit. And so did the 80s, which uh, were, you know, extravagant, overindulgent, uh, extreme, if you will. And, uh, man, that I was lucky to have survived Okay. Uh, my high school it, years. Oh, yeah. okay, so that's about high school. Yeah, time you were in there. yeah. Okay. So I graduated in 86. Year I was um, born. Yeah. Boom. Way to make me feel old. <laughs> I just, yeah. it's, it's something else. I love this. I love when you get mm-hmm. to connect with someone and say, okay, well, that's where my timeline right, starts. Right, mm-hmm. You know, so. And right. it, yeah. it, it, was, it was great. Um, you know, I had friends that I thought, you know, our little – group of terrorists i like to call ourselves you know would you know last forever and uh you know all, all of them still live in texas and, and really? they love really? it there and it was just i, I could have stayed but i chose a different path uh, initially wanted to be go to college and be an art teacher really that was my my first uh, aspirations what kind of art um well see that's kind of the thing because when i got to college and they started telling me to draw things like I didn't want to. I didn't want to draw that. You know, I want to create oh. from my own mind. You ah. know? And I said, well, I could get the educational standpoint, but then, of course, the college atmosphere kicked in, and quickly found myself uh, not in the school that I initially chose. Um, so well, options were we've been, we've been there. You know, uh, uh, yeah, both. Yeah, <laughs> been there. You know, and at the time, Texas had a, a five-year teaching program, and I didn't know if I wanted to commit to five mm. years of okay. college. Okay. Um, so I looked into the uh, military because of Top Gun. I went and saw Top Gun since we're on a movie thing. <laughs> and I said, man, that looks just fantastic, man. How much more testosterone-filled sure. can you get, you know? <laughs> uh, so me and some of my buddies got together, and, uh, you know, we joined the Navy and, and came up here to Great Lakes, which is kind of, oh, okay. I guess, pertinent to my being here now uh, later on. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I became a hospital corpsman, went to core school here in Great Lakes. Then I got sent right back across the street to uh, boot camp and worked there for three years and mm. kind of never left the area. Um, met a lot of great people, and let's face it, you know, you don't ask to stay at Great Lakes unless you're from the area. Okay. Um, so instead of going to Chicago, we used to come up to Wisconsin all the time in bar hop, and uh, it's kind of how I said, man, these people are friendly. We would just pick a road and go and 
Uh, people would be like, hey, bump into a bar in. somewhere. Yeah, it, 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 it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, the people were great and friendly, and that always stuck with me, uh, you know, later, all, all through uh, the next couple of decades. Um, went from there, and I went out to a uh, surgical team in uh, Virginia Beach, uh, mm-hmm. right uh, where the SEAL teams are, okay. which is also pertinent because I had a fascination with, with the SEALs. I mean, again, how much testosterone awesome filled you need, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, from there, you know, I went to Europe twice on the boat. Um, Desert Storm happened. We were there for that. And, uh, you know, got involuntary extended in the Navy due to the needs of the Navy. So, got it. Um, so got, I feel like yeah. as you're going, because yeah. you're, you're flying right now. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe maybe you're going to get to a point, but yeah. I, I'm kind of wanting to back up and, okay, and hear yeah, some sure. stories. From these uh, times, man, you know, well, military uh, stories though are you know classified. Well, <laughs> right. come on, I don't, want to, I don't want to implicate this man in any sort of. Yeah. Well, let's go. Hey, let's go sure. way back. You grew up in in the mountains, correct? I'm literally going way back. Right. What are some crazy stories, or at least one of your most memorable stories? You you said you were out past when oh, the yeah, lights yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, what, here's the deal. I I read a lot on Daniel Boone and stuff, mm-hmm. and he used to do the same thing. Of course way earlier on in Revolutionary War, but he would be gone for weeks. And his mom would be like, well, he'll be fine. And he would always come back home. Right. So right. it just it sparked, because that was also the Appalachian Mountains and, and right. all that area. Absolutely. So what what did well, you do back then? We used to, like I said, we used to explore. Um, we knew where the coal mine entrances were. So oh. uh, we used to actually go down in the mines. And were any of these like abandoned or yeah, (laughs) yeah, they're they're highly suspect and (laughs) dangerous places to be, uh, you know, and if we can, you know, if we could score a six pack or something, you know, we, we go down, you know, have a little fire in there, you know, again, not the greatest place to have a little fire. Uh, but then there were all the, uh, um, what they called breakers, which were, uh, you know, the, the, plants which would crush the coal into smaller bits and oh, process okay. it. Yep. huge conveyors that would go up hundreds of you know feet into uh, the plant and a lot of those were abandoned too but what a great place to just roam and you know be bruce willis for the day you know Man, just, i'm you know it, it, it was, i'm like excited for him. <laughs> this this is my dream you know but this is like you know 10 years old you know yeah, yeah of course you know no you're, common you're, sense you're immortal at that point I, yeah, yeah exactly absolutely. indestructible things uh you know, and now, flash forward to today, being the the you know kind of uh, purveyor of antiquities, I am. I'm like, how much stuff could I have you know uh, purged from them before they oh, tore yeah. them down? That would yeah, just yeah, be yeah. almost priceless now. Yeah, put them somewhere in a right. safe deposit you know, off yeah. to the side where nobody found it for years. You know, wow. and and at that time, um, I think I was eight years old when I got my first motorcycle. Um, oh wow! Wait, I, wait, back up. Eight yeah, years old. Yeah, my father came home and. Uh, he stood in the doorway with this this grin on his face, and uh, you know, which was highly irregular for him coming <laughs> home from work, you know. And he just he pulls this motorcycle helmet from behind his back, and I knew exactly what it meant, like right off the bat. And I mm-hmm. just looked at the look on my mother's face, and <laughs> it was the entire opposite of, of ours. Um, so yeah, so I, I got uh, this this little well, what co- size? I got this little uh, Kawasaki eighty, and. Uh, it was a little too big for me at the time. Well, eight know. years old, well, yeah. I can only imagine. You know, my cousins had motorcycles and stuff uh, as well, and I used to ride on the back with them. You sure. Know, kind of thing. So that greatly expanded my Gave you a range, little more freedom, for sure. Know, wow. And, and uh, you know, we'd be going across. 
train trestles with boards that were missing on the walkways and oh, you know crossing just dangerous dangerous stuff um you know I when i'd it. be able to go to different towns you know back then going to a different town was like going to a, another state yeah you know? yeah um and you were all doing this off-road i'm assuming yeah, yeah. okay you know we used okay. to ride the the dikes that helped the, the mm. levees if you yeah. will depending mm. on where you're from and you could take those for miles you know wow. all the way into town um you know we used to get uh on the bus go up to the mall see a movie and you know my m- mom would give you five bucks back then that was your whole day you know, yeah that was a pizza, lot of money movie, back then bus fare uh but i would get cheap and say well i'm not paying to go to town to get another bus i'll just hop the train oh, okay. and and ride that into town hop off and you know uh-huh. same so yeah we played on trains tracks mines you know we found things of questionable explosive <laughs> Uh, you know, volatility. I literally thought we were going to like stand by me movement. (laughs) But, uh, you know, (laughs) just, just kind of, you know, just getting into trouble, looking for ways not to be bored uh, with no money and nothing to do kind of thing. It kind of of breeds that kind of uh, bravery, if you will. You know, you got the lucky, you know, as much as, you know, I think I enjoy watching TV and grew up around TV. Like, I think that um, after your generation, everybody missed that. That yeah. going outside, that just getting out of the house kind of thing. I mean, I did it a little bit as a kid, I know, until you got to a certain age. But, um, like, nowadays kids don't do that, you know. And I think Yeah, I think the end of, well, halfway through middle school is when I kind of ventured into more of the, you know, school and, and sure. stuff like that. But I, while I didn't have coal mines, I mean, we, we grew up in rural Wisconsin here. And every – so between fields, you know, you got the field edges and there's these patches of, of – of the weather ditches but that's where drainage and that's where like the forests grow up you know so you just follow these for miles and you'd be gone all day and then just as long as you were home again by night you know but we'd be sitting there making forts in these little Mm -hmm. you know areas where the trees were all bent over and stuff and that's Bringing me back right back. Or, to yeah, forts yeah. were a big thing oh, for dude. sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, and we thought we were like yeah, boxcar children type stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead, we have a home and <laughs> parents, who loving love parents. Us. Yeah. yeah, there's something to be said about uh, you know fort architecture and, and, yeah. and you know building stuff of, out of, of what you can forage. What's laying around? And you know we did the same thing. We had uh, mm-hmm. underground ones, tree ones, and then you know kids from rival. And I say rival in quotations, you know, neighborhoods would come and just wreck your stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. wreck theirs, you know. Yeah, just <laughs> trying to. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. Oh, now so I'm back good. there now. Yeah. Back in, back in the, back in the day. Dang. So. All right. So then. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. And, and I can see now where once you got down to Texas. Yep. How this yeah. is a huge culture shock then. Right. So exactly how did you uh adjust um just jumped into a crowd and said hey where's the rival gang or what well <laughs> was building forts my, yeah. I, I remember my first day of school this was a uh, 6th grade i believe i was in um this this school was really a weird concept because there were no classrooms there were just like partitions in like a giant building yeah it was kind of modern at the time i thought but anyway it was all open you could see people walking you know, down huh. the halls and stuff. So I, I got sat at a table with all girls um, my first day of school. Oh, okay. And not really, I, I, I guess, ready for that, uh, you know, just being thrown to the lions, if you will. 
you know. Surprise! And, yeah, and they kind of ate me up, you know, and you know, gave me a girl name because I sat at the girl table. And, and wait, like uh, guys did or the the girls, girls did? The girls you know, did. They said, "Well, mm. you're gonna sit with all the girls. You gotta have a girl's name." So they called me Randina. Randina. Or, yeah, which well, that kind of has a ring to yeah, it. Yeah, it's not I guess. bad. It could you be. Know? I can think of a way worse one. Than that. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. uh, you know, the the girls that sat at this table were, you know, pretty attractive. Um, okay. And so you know, I, I was kind of. Uh, guys were kind of jealous that I got to you know oh, sit with these, these people gotcha. all day, and uh, you know that got me introduced to other guys, and you know, and I acclimated, uh, kind of uh, gravitated towards the band guys, you know, because uh, I had musical interests. Oh, oh, yeah, let's go back to that. Yeah, so yeah. Before That's before I, I moved to Texas, I mean, my my older cousin, he's like four years older than I were, and, and I was made to be his sidekick. Anytime he had to go somewhere, he had to take me with him, kind of thing. You know? Okay. Uh, which was great, you know. So I was already four years ahead of time with uh, music. You know? Oh, sure. You know, I'm listening, you know, he turned me on to Kiss, which was, you know, just immense, a life-changing event, you know. So hmm. now I want to play guitar, you know. So he, uh, my dad got me a guitar as well. You know, he, did, he actually did some really cool things for me. So <laughs> um, then I moved down to Texas and, again, got in with these music guys. So we're putting a band together. None of us even know the names of the chords we're playing. You know, we're yeah, just yeah. trying to play Kiss songs and stuff. And, uh, you know, that just further branched out to, you know, other people and, and groups of friends and, you know, how the, those circles shift, you know, mm -hmm. per grade. And then you go to a different school. Um, when I got out of junior high school, uh, I went to Dulles High School, which was a 5A Texas football megaplex. Oh, so just a ginormous school with about 7,000 kids in it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, my freshman year, and, you know, that was – the Van Halen era, and it was just okay, okay, huge. Uh, At so, some point, did you have long hair? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> tried. <laughs> yeah, I tried. Uh, the thing with the long hair in Texas, um, I don't know oh, if you remember the weather like two, three days ago <laughs> with all that humidity. Yeah. You could spend all day trying to get your hair to look just tough enough to go outside, and as soon as you hit the driveway, it's just poof. It's oh, just it. gone. Okay. Um, so we all tried. You yeah, know, just you know. checking, just checking. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> So then uh, I lived in a town that had won their court battle, start their own school district, uh, and break away from the, the county, right? Really? So they let the seniors stay at this big high school, and they sucked everybody else my sophomore year uh, to this small school with now we have 285 kids. Interesting. So wow. that created uh, desperation social circles, like, you know, the, the band guys hung out with the jocks and the jocks hung mm -hmm. out with the geeks and the stoners. And it was just, just one big group of wow. people because we didn't have anything else. Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds like my high school. You know, mm. there was only 60 of us. And so yeah. like you were all friends with everybody because right. there wasn't there were no groups. It, mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and that created such a great dynamic of, of, of acceptance and, and, you know, just kind of taking things from other groups that in, in a larger sense, maybe you wouldn't. Mm -hmm. wouldn't mm -hmm. get you know yeah. one guy says it's uncool and then everybody thinks it's uncool when you're the only guy standing there you're like yeah it's not that bad it's kind of cool you yeah know? Mm -hmm. you kind of mm -hmm. make your own judgments yeah. you know but along with that came the whole okay now we're going to implement all our philosophies and and what i thought to be bible belt kind of uh values which i didn't want any part of at the time i just wanted to wear my Sammy Hagar kicks ass T-shirt, you yep, know, yep. and uh, they were. I was told I had to turn it inside out, and you know, and I was just <laughs> like, "Oh, here we go," you know, it's on. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, my mother would get calls once in a while. Your son's on the roof of the school. And, you know, and she would say, well, what do you want me to do? Tell him to get down, you know. Uh, but we'd kick our hacky sacks up there and, you know, mm. just uh, typical 80s good stuff. Good times. Good yeah, times. really good times. Now now my mind's going with, uh, you know, all our guys. Everybody had a car, uh, you know, gun racks in the back of the trucks, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, which you, could, you couldn't <laughs> do now, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it was an interesting dynamic. Um, I was a year older than my circle of friends that I hung out with, so I was the first one to graduate, which, uh, um, you know, my father came down to see that. And uh, when we came out of graduation, all my friends kind of hoisted me up on their shoulders like like I was Rudy or something, you know, in Notre <laughs> Dame. You know? And, uh, you know, he was pretty proud of that. So that was, that that was, really that was cool. a good defining moment there. Mm, um, so, yeah, um, you know, a couple years later, again, you know, wanted to go to college, be an art teacher, like I said. Uh, that didn't really work out so well. So, you know, here I am joining the military. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Came up here. Well, the military and I got along. You know, the okay. Navy was, was cool. I'm not going to lie. I really liked it. Um, I said, went overseas, uh, saw, been in almost every country inside the Mediterranean. Wow. Um, Africa, um, Puerto Rico. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. So, like, um, what country would you... Have you gone back to any of them? I or? have not. Okay. Um, I was always disappointed that I never got to visit the countries that I have fascination with, which are like uh, the Germanic, uh, Germany, uh, mm, Austria. It. That's always kind of where I wanted to go, a little bit more inland there. Mm-hmm. Um, still on my bucket list. Me and Mike are thinking about taking a motorcycle trip uh, for, you know, for a couple weeks around Europe, if Johnsonville finds it in their heart to <laughs> let us <laughs> both off t- at the same yeah, time. Wow. Um, um, but that would be really cool. That um, would be but I mean, the, awesome. the, the South of France, I mean, Italy, Greece, all, all those countries, you know, are just immensely beautiful, like awe inspiring. And, mm. uh, even the, what appears to be middle class or, or, you know, it, it's still, it's like, I can't believe you get to come outside mm. and look at this every day. Really? They probably feel uh, the same way about, like, rural Wisconsin, though. Or, it, or well, yeah. You know, I'll tell you, every time I go to Alaska, that's the way I feel. Yeah, you I, walk out, and it's just, holy that's cow. That's how I feel about, it. like, Utah and, and, and some sure. of Phoenix yeah. or uh, Arizona. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, this is beautiful, you know, and it's so funny how we don't realize what you got until, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else has to remind you how great you have it. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, now you had said that you went into the Navy with a couple of your buddies then or, yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, you guys kind of, were you able to stick together or did you guys um, kind of get spread out a little bit? They didn't make it <laughs> as okay. far as, uh, yeah, the first several weeks of training, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they went back to their lives. Got you know, it. And, got and it. Became other things. Um, uh, but you know, me, I said, I have to make this work cause I really didn't have any other options except going back to where i just came from which in my opinion was going backwards so Mm -hmm. um so again more adventure on my own so i you know kind of been out of the house since i was you know 18 years old and Mm -hmm. really never went back so um in hindsight great experience taught me to be you know good with my money i guess yeah um not at first. You know? Well, of course. That's how you learn, <laughs> yeah, right? No, nobody's <laughs> good at first. <laughs> Not at first. Uh, but, you know, uh, played sports in the military, softball, volleyball, things like that, which okay. I really enjoyed. Uh, and then uh, went to uh, Virginia Beach, with I th- which I thought before I went there, I was like, you know, gonna, I was going to surf and I was just going to mm. be this Jimmy Buffett guy. And I uh, get there and I'm like, oh, there's none of that here. <laughs> that's not this what this is all about this is just cold and you know cold and damp but i wasn't there very much like i said uh you know back-to-back med cruises we were gone for um nine uh 
six months at a time with a, a 30 day practice cruise to Puerto Rico okay. uh, a month or two before. So we were consistently out to sea. Um, you know, I called my home, my storage unit for all mm. my stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and, what is uh, that like living out on the, I mean, I've had, I've been on cruises, 10 day cruises and that's, right. it's, it's what it is. like you, once you get on shore and you, it's like being at work for six months is really what okay. it is. You they're, can't they're, get away from yeah, work. There's no days off. Um, uh, Hmm. You know, you're you're working every day. When you pull into port, you know, you get a couple of days off. You're still on a three-day duty rotation, you know, okay. so it sucks when you pull in the first day and, oh, it's, you're on duty and you can't go out, well, you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah, some interesting hap some th things happened. We were in uh, Italy um, and we were coming back to the boat. Uh, if you were a certain rank, you got to stay out a little bit longer, you know, kind of incentive kind of thing. And so I had to get back. So we're walking, we're taking a shortcut, and we saw like this glow coming, like there was a, a barrel fire of some kind going on. So we walked up to it, um, and we turned a corner, and it was actually, uh, surprisingly, a, a fascist rally uh, oh. going on. So here's the three. This was where again? In, in Italy. Italy? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're walking through this back alley. <laughs> three Americans. <laughs> three Americans. I got my Oakland A's starter jacket on, my <laughs> Oakland A's hat, and just looking about as, you know, USA American as I can is. get, you know. And luckily they were all focused on some guy yelling whatever he was yelling. And, as they and, do. Yeah, they, they didn't see us until we were, like, almost past, and then we didn't even turn to see if they were chasing. We were gone, just yeah. gone. Wow. Um, and being a, a, a corpsman at the time, uh, we were, you know, allowed certain perks i guess if you will you know people would always kind of let us get away with a little bit more than we should have okay um so when we would find ourselves out and out of money because we spent it all at the local tavern or whatever we would just find some marine who was in worse shape than us and we'd flag down the shore patrol and say hey this guy's bad we got we got to get this guy back to the boat you know can you get, can you hook us up and he'd give us a ride so he wouldn't have to pay <laughs> for cabs and things like that so you kind of learned the ins and outs of that um you know and and back then the, I, I guess you could buy a, a carton of cigarettes on the boat for like 15 bucks mm. right but each one of them packs of cigarettes out in town were worth about 30 because it's wow. kind of like Cuban cigar kind of thing, you oh, know. Oh. Uh, so if they were if they, if they were stamped from Virginia, the United States, I mean, you can you can go around all night and throw your cabbie a pack of cigarettes or pay for your dinner with a you know pack of cigarettes because you're being smoked, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, so for fifteen bucks, you could have yourself a rip roaring time out yeah. on the out out in town. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. That's yeah. kind of cool. You know. And again, uh, this is this is still the eighties, or is this? Uh, early yeah, 90s? this is the late eighties. Okay. Um, early nineties. Um, then uh, um, Desert Storm happened, and so uh, before yeah. that happened, like I don't know, I I was very young, obviously, when that went on. But any war that's about to happen, you know, over here, right, uh, on the mainland, where there's a lot of media talk, sure, and it's like underground, like oh, I don't know. When you're actually in the military, is it like something's about to happen, or do you know that, like? Um, how we, does that we knew work? what the, what everybody else knew from okay. TV. Okay. Um, we weren't deployed at the time. We were sitting in the barracks in Virginia, and I remember watching it on TV mm. when uh, everything went down, and they went in and just started you know shock and awe and all yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just remember you know running over to my my buddy's room around the corner and said, "We're going, we're going, man!" You know, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Yeah." And we were all hopped up, and we went into work the next day, and our uh, 
our ensign was like, we're not going anywhere. You know, we're still on course for, you know, six weeks from now. And I was like, well, we're going to miss it. We're going to yeah, miss it. You know, it was yeah. the, was the thing. And I, and, and that was kind of the mentality with, with a lot of the military folks, which is a good thing. Cause that's kind of what they're there for. You mm-hmm. know? Um, we ended up going over, uh, to, I was on an amphibious ship. So very short bottom boats so then get up close. We used to, uh, drop the marines in those uh, uh lcacs the hovercraft kind mm, of assault vehicles and we had a flat top about the size of a world war ii carrier not as big as modern days and we had harriers and helicopters and and basically we were a, a marine assault ship if you will mm-hmm. um so we ended up going over there and uh, you know kind of just sitting out at sea uh, initially went through the suez canal headed over to the gulf they turned us around and we set off the coast of israel for like six months Oh, um, wow. You know, waiting because they were trying to draw them into the war at the time, so they needed some support there. Um, you know, we'd go into Israel and get some short time. Uh, went up to insert like Turkey on a couple of uh, medevac helicopter flights. Which, okay. Yeah, that was kind of Top Gun for me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's, really? let's do this. You know? huh. And now, Turkey at that time. Were they allies or were they? Uh, yeah, they kind of always have been there. Okay. There's certain factions of, of the the population in Turkey that are not getting along at the time. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, Kurdish refugees kind of thing. That's who we were helping medically and, and mm. uh, humanitarily was, was kind of our role in the whole thing was uh, humanitarian efforts. Okay, okay. Um, then we went, uh, after that was over, there was, uh, we went down to cover the Monrovia uh, is a country off the uh, east coast of Africa. They were involved in a civil war, hmm. still are to this day, as far as I know. Um, but a lot of the civilian population was being pushed up against the, the beachhead, if Got you it. will. Mm. So we kind of came in, and they were flying them out. We would check them out medically and um, fly them up to Sierra Leone, which is a, a country, like two countries up yeah, to yeah, the yeah. north from that. And, uh, yeah, again, another medal, another patch. Great. You know, I just want to go home, you know. Yeah. And uh, and how many uh, years had you been in at this point? Uh, I was in the Navy for four and a half uh, total. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was in for probably three years when all this went down. You know? Gotcha. So, wow. Okay. But uh, that was our second deployment. Um, so I was a little used to sea life. You know, when you first go out there, you get the, the guys that have been there before. They're telling you all the ins and outs and where to go, where not to go, um, you know, how to do things. And, you know, by the second time, I was that person, mm-hmm. you know, nice. uh, doing things. But it was really nice. Our surgical team was kind of a new thing. Um, and there was only about 18 of us on the, the team, including the officers and the surgeons and the commanding officers. So we were kind of like our own command, if you will. Mm. Uh, we fell under the admiral's personal staff, which got us mm. better sleeping quarters, more time off on shore, things like that. So, um, yeah, uh, and kind of an elite class, if you will. Cool. Um, unfortunately, now that I look back on it, uh, we were kind of like golden childs, you know, and mm. kind of like, you know, not really liked because we didn't really do as much in the eyes of the Marines that are sitting there every day cleaning their weapons, and God bless them all, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the guys that really do the hard work, and right, we were right. just there in case they got hurt, you know, so. Which, 
is kind of a big deal too. It is, so. yeah, and you hope nobody <laughs> does. But you know, yeah. I, I, everybody yeah. always looks at what what everybody yeah, else has. Yeah. It, it's you know, it's human mm-hmm. nature. Yeah, right. seen some things. You know, people die. You know, and, and and even if you're not at work, people people die. You yeah. know, on the exercise. So we've mm. kind of cleaned up some of that uh, on occasion, which was a eye-opening experience. You know, kind of uh, how to how do I deal with this mentally and you just kind of like I'm, I'm doing my duty i'm doing my job and as long yeah. as you're doing it correct it all it all passes and finds a place in your psyche to live you know? sure so, sure you know hmm. but, what uh, what was that like um amongst all those nations there you know you, you talked about israel and they're mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. an ally but like did you ever come up against anyone who's like I don't know, spitting on you at the, on the street or, um, you know, when you're out there. and No, we, I forget where it was. I, I think it was Italy again on the second cruise. Uh, Italy. They had uh, briefed us before we went out that there were protesters outside the shipyard gates, you okay. know, uh, anti-nuclear or whatever. Mm. Um, and that's where I kind of got this phrase that stuck with, with me for life. And they said, this is all you have to say is I can neither confirm nor deny the presence of nuclear weapons aboard this vessel. And I have been saying it for 30 years since, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, they, all the towns that we pull into, the Navy's been pulling into for decades. Got so it. Okay. It's, it's a financial influx for them. Mm-hmm. So you have your street vendors, you know, your, your food trucks. And, and, you know, I suppose like, they're it's just, almost like Yeah, a and you've got ship. money to burn because yeah. you, yeah, you, they, you haven't they know been anywhere. Money's just coming in to port. Right. You yeah. know, just like that's why they have Olympics in countries because they know it's just bringing yeah. money to mm-hmm. them. So. Yeah, for yeah. the most part, I mean, everybody's welcoming the taverns bring in. You know, they whisk you right to a table, you know. Oh, and, that's and, cool. Yeah, it was, it was pretty hospitable. Um, and you'd like to think, like, kind of like you were talking about with Turkey, is that mm-hmm. you're there for humanitarian reasons. Right, like, right. You're there to help. I mean... Exactly. For, mo- for the most part, and yeah. you're, you know, and so I, I think a lot of people realize that and recognize that you're there to help, yeah. especially when you're um, medical. I mean, I'm sure you're not wearing something when you right. go out, but you know, if they can recognize like you know, medical personnel or whatever like that, it's not like you're walking around with a big AK or something like that, where <laughs> no, they're right. a little more intimidated, right. right? You know, so you know, and, and you had uh, mentioned uh, earlier about you know countries that require military service mm, or, yeah. or mm. you know israel's one of those those places gotcha. um, you know you have to do two years there so it was kind of interesting to you know kind of walk around and, and and see people waiting at the bus stop with with their mm. you know i've their, seen pictures their, of their that, hks right? and, yeah. then, and then nobody's paying attention like it's no big deal it's just mm-hmm. the way they have to live to right, survive yeah. um you know and i was like wow that's not really how i would like to live but yeah. i kind of get it you know and uh what a life, though. I mean, that country, you know, Israel has been at war for since forever. It's, since its inception. Yeah. And even before Literally. that. R- Literally, yeah. yeah. So it's heck of a way to live there, huh? Yeah. Jeff? I'm going to keep silent on that one. I'm just shaking you know, your head over there. It's just so, I, it's, yeah, it's but, tough. It's but tough. on the plus side, I mean, it's a beautiful country. I got to take tours. Um, I wasn't religious at the time, per mm-hmm. se. Um, but went on a couple of religious tours to supposed historical sites that date back to, you know, Jesus time and mm-hmm. fascinating, you know, sure, uh, sure. I got rebaptized in the Jordan river because it was just available on the tour. And oh, I said, wow. this is, this is really cool. You That's know? something. So, yeah. You, I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to get this opportunity again. Yeah, you might, as well, well, it, might yeah. as well go get wet. Wow. You know? So, wow. uh, you know, floated in the dead sea, uh, which again like they say it's so dense that your your buoyancy is like almost double what it is naturally wow. and yeah never get a chance to do that again mm-hmm. um 
uh, Turkey. Yeah, we, we went up there during the war. Beautiful. Uh, Antalya is the town we were in. Uh, touristy, big hotels on the uh, bluff overlooking the ocean. Completely empty. They were renting us rooms for 60 bucks a night. And it was like five-star, yeah. you know, Turkish baths where you're laying on big slabs of marble and the water just falls down on you from above and you're just thinking, this is like... Yeah, this this is this is how the Kardashians do it, kind of thing. <laughs> really, pre-Kardashians. Yeah, well, of course, they, but know. so why was it empty? Is it because there was a war, war going the on. The war. They, they were uh, well, they were shooting scuds at Israel, trying to draw them into the war, which oh, is why God, we were there. It. And we would see them, you know, hit the ocean. They hardly ever hit their target. That's fine. Um, so yeah, kind of tourism was all shut down uh, in that section of, of of Europe at the time, and uh, you know, this, we would pull in for a week and. I, I took actual leave while I was in Turkey, and I, I spent three, four days in this opulent yeah. <laughs> establishment. Wow. And uh, mm -hmm. there was a band playing out back, I remember, and they were doing uh, CCR, Have You Ever Seen the Rain, right? And I was uh -huh. like, oh, I wonder if I can get up there and play with them guys, you know? And they let me go up and play. And they spoke pretty decent English, I sure. guess. And then uh, there was this girl who was coming over and serving our drinks, and we were all trying to ask her what her name was, like any you know self-respecting squid would do, you know? <laughs> And she kept pointing at her name tag, you know, because she didn't speak any English. And I was like, oh, trainee. And I was like, so we kept calling her trainee. And I had no idea that it actually said trainee. That you was know, her we, actual we name. Thought it was, you know, that we thought it was her name, you know. And we just, yeah, just kind of goes to show what will happen after <laughs> a, sitting by the pool all day, you know. <laughs> but uh, just some of the things that, you know, pop in pop into my head from uh, military experiences so mm -hmm. um you know and everybody says oh thank you for your service and you know what you did during the war and I, I keep telling people like you know I didn't really do anything except drink beer and enjoy the <sighs> things there but that wasn't by my choice either yeah. it was mm -hmm. by you, know, you still was, played a part yeah, yeah exactly. still played a part. So, yeah. yeah we mm -hmm. did help some a lot of people uh, yeah. both before and after and you, know, come you don't have to be that. Rambo to be appreciated. Ooh, right, you know? right. Yeah, you're you're over here in the <laughs> yeah. same breath. You're saying I didn't do much, and then you're like, oh, I help people. We so didn't save those lives. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah you're but good. at the time, yeah. going back to that, you know, I sure. want to be that Rambo guy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what I felt. Every American boy. Seal. That's why yeah. I joined. And now it's happening. Yeah. You know, you never. Well, that explains a lot. No, I don't want to be a Rambo. Who do you want to be? Patrick Swayze. No, I. No, it was more like football players. Like I wanted. To oh well, yeah, yeah. Still, it was. I, all I wasn't like I wanted. I think I'd seen Hot Shots before I actually saw Rambo, like where he's shooting dudes with the chicken in the in the motor. Like I think I saw that one first because I was like, that's kind of dumb. Like, what? Why would you do that? And then you, then you see Rambo and you're like, oh well, that that's makes why lot, right. makes a lot more sense. Yeah, mm. no, I was so, raised on comedies, not <laughs> military. Action, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody. I mean, my grandfather. Um, was in World War II. My father was, in, and my stepfather were both in Vietnam. And, mm. Oh wow! Uh, so you know, I, I kind of had that. It's kind of built in duty, yeah. you know, to kind of mm -hmm. do it at some point, you know. But I wanted to do it better than them, you know. Ah. I wanted to say, all right, this is what I did, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, thought that was the opportunity, but it it turns out the opportunity was still to come. Um, so when I decided to get out of the military, uh, move back to Pennsylvania. Move back home, um, you know. Two years go down, go down the line. I had joined the Army National Guard, oh, okay. uh, mm -hmm. just to stay affiliated. It was closer to my house than the Naval um, Reserve Station. 
and uh, got to keep my medical status. I was a combat medic uh, for them. This was a field artillery unit, big self-propelled howitzers, which were just, yeah, now we're talking. This is wow, kind of cool. what I wanted to do, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so the economic state of northeastern Pennsylvania has never been, nor do I think it ever will be, um, a place where you can you know kind of grow a family everybody leaves you know mm. anybody who's smart anyway in my opinion um so yeah we decided to hey hey folks it's joe uh yeah the episode's technically not done uh it's done for today or right now but it's not done this uh randy r the one and only randall uh he decided to take us on a journey and it's no joke this is literally our forest gump episode the original recording was a little over two and a half hours long and uh i mean we could make you sit through all that we thought we'd do you a favor and let you go and use the restroom or do other things in your life than listen to this episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Um, so we are actually going to bust this up into three parts. So this is uh, Randy part one. There's going to be a part two coming up the f- next Tuesday, and then the following Tuesday will be part three. So we really hope you tune in for those. Uh, Randy's story is awesome. Uh, it was so much fun to sit down and chat with him about all the things that he has experienced in his life. It gets better, uh, by the way. Um, so uh, you just listened to the beginning, and uh, the middle and the end are are pretty phenomenal. So Randy, thanks again for jumping on with us, um, and, and we will see you all on Randy part two. Oh.